Would you put your hands together for the Lord? Oh, do it better. Hallelujah. Today is love day, is that not so? They call it Valentine. But it's a Valentine for the church. Not for the world. Because the only people who can express love better is the church. Uh, is that not true? The only people who can express love better is God's children. So, once you're a child of God, I know you can express love better. Uh, but because of COVID, you can express it by hugging, by embracing. But if the person is standing next to you, and it's your friend or your husband, you can say something nice to the person. But if it's not your husband and it's just a friend, then please listen to what the scripture says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. Can you project for us to read? Genesis chapter 31, uh, 1 verse 31. Then God looked over all he had made and he said it was very good. So turn to the person and said, you are very good. Oh, turn to the person and say like you mean it. Say you are very good. And I mean it. You are very good. Hallelujah. Are you very good? Are you very good? Good. Put your hands together for the Lord and kindly take your seat. You are very good. I've come to realize that we are very good. In spite of my stubbornness, I'm very good. In spite of my naughtiness, I'm very good. Because I was made in the image of God. And I'm very good. Oh, praise the Lord. Scripture is such encouraging and that sometimes when you don't read the word of God, you don't know what God has for you. But when you read the word of God and you get to know his voice and mind, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Hallelujah. And we want to celebrate love. We want to celebrate one another. And so we thank God you are here on this Sunday, Valentine Day. Uh, and it's good it fell on Sunday. And not any other day. Hallelujah. If it were to be Friday, you wouldn't come to church. I've seen some of you with your red dresses somewhere. But you shouldn't care about this over hand of pain. So I'm going to minister unto you something on some love. Not too much of love, but on love. We're going to talk about love in a way. Uh, and uh, there are children among us, so I don't want to talk love deep here. I'll talk light love. Hallelujah. And uh, we well, thank God you are here. You are all welcome to church this morning. And we are grateful you are worshiping with us this morning. Hallelujah. 
I believe you are at the right place at the right time. Say, I'm at the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. God is here and God is ready to meet you at the point of your need. Hallelujah. And so just prepare your heart as we share this word of God in the next few minutes uh, and pray together as a church. Hallelujah. I'm created to be very good. I'm very good. I'm very good. So if you are stubborn like me, you have to tell yourself I'm very good. Hallelujah. You have to tell yourself every morning I'm very good because I'm created in the image of God. Hallelujah. Uh, this morning, today being Valentine, when I woke up in the morning, I wanted something to tell my wife. Uh, well, please, don't be jealous. That's my wife. And that's the only woman God gave me. And uh, I must be proud of her and cherish her. And so whether you like or not, I will talk about her. And uh, I didn't tell you not to bring your husband to church. So if you didn't come with your wife, it's up to you. When you go, tell your wife some. When I woke up in the morning, I was praying and said, Lord, this is a woman you've given to me for the past 11 years now. And she's been a wonderful woman. I mean, very wonderful. Um, if you see me do the things I do, largely depends on her. With her support. Today, for instance, when we're coming to church, my car has been broken down for the past two weeks. And so we're trying to fix it. And she, it's her car that largely you see me these days using her car. And not many wives will give their car to you to use in that regard. And to me, I appreciate it a lot. And um, so when we're just about coming to church, we're ready. We just we finished very early coming. I just drove the car outside and I realized I had flat tie. There's a nail in the car, in the tie. And so what do we do? I said, well, let's get a taxi and then we leave the car outside and come. So that's exactly what we did. And I can imagine the challenge we went through coming here. And it takes a good wife to understand every detail on the way. And so this is what I sent to my wife on WhatsApp. I'm going to read to you. Are you ready to hear? All right. Well, but those of you who are single... May God be your helper. Because we're also single some time ago. Like, like my friend here, Daniel. We're also single some time ago. And we're eating Gary and beans all the time. And eating Kenke all the time. And sometimes even 
In fact, there's no joints in Accra that I don't know. But some of them, they can dash with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's no joy. And because when you're a bachelor, but me, I was a bachelor with taste. Oh, yes, of course. I wasn't a bachelor with just standing anywhere and eating anyhow. I'll go to the right place. I need the right food. Hallelujah. And so, Daniel, your time will come. Your amen is weak. And Daniel, very soon, his time is coming. Hallelujah. You're welcome. It's only I who knows what I'm talking about. All right. So this is what I sent to her. My dove, my dove. <laughs> my dove, my dove. My perfect one. I don't want you to be anyone else. I'm not comparing you to anyone else. I love you for who you are. You are my woman. You define what it is to be my dove. I will stick to you like glue. Allow me to say you are my valentine. see, jealousy, you are not clapping. You are not happy for me. <laughs> Jealous people. <laughs> and this is what I wrote to my wife. And I did that because she's indeed my dad. And I don't compare her at all. She's Indeed, the woman God gave me. And I cherish her so much. And honey, wherever you are sitting, I love you. Go to Songs of Songs, chapter 6, verse 9, and you will see what I just did. The scripture. So it's not just pastor making words. If you want to love well, go to the Songs of Songs, chapter 6, verse 9. Let's read together. My dove, my perfect one, is the only one, the only one of her mother, the favorite of the one who bore her. The daughter saw her and called her blessed. The queens and the concubines, and they praised her. So we want to cherish every woman here. We want to cherish every man here and we praise God for your life. Hallelujah. So, read the songs of songs. Eh? Be romantic more. I want every man here to be romantic. So, be romantic more. The love story doesn't stop when we marry. It must continue forever. Hallelujah. Uh, so, if you marry, it doesn't mean that you stop saying I love you. You must continue to say I love you. Hallelujah. And God bless you. All right. So we're going to look at what 
I'm going to share with you is three things, and then we close. And I call it this way, loving and acting. Loving and acting. When you say you love, you must act it. That's the point I want to make. And I'm going to take us to uh, the book of Hebrews to look at a few words there that will help us in what we want to do in the next few minutes. So we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Are you there? God gives us opportunities to love people. God always gives us opportunity to love people. God always tries that he places somebody your way so that you show love to the person. And it happens almost all the time. But sometimes we don't take care to stand and even ponder about what God wants us to do. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses, maybe we'll read 19 up to 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 25. Perhaps we'll read up to that point. Hebrews chapter 5. Are you there? Okay. So we will read 19, but I'm coming. Now, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, therefore, brethren, please take note of every word here. It's very important. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Let's go on. By a new and a living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God. We have a high priest over the house of God. And, it, and he said, let us, verse 22, let us therefore draw near with a true heart. And these are the points that I'm going to be standing on. Let us draw near with a true heart. The first thing that we must show to one another, that we must draw near with a true heart for the one another. So let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. And then he says, having our heart sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. God. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. Let us hold fast our confession. For he who promised is faithful. Verse 24. And let us consider one another. Let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. Let us consider one another in love 
and stir up good works. For love, stir up good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exalting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Praise God. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Father, this morning for the grace you've given to us, Lord. We pray that you will help us in this time and season that we are in. That we would show an attitude of love to one another. That we will not forsake the assembling of the brethren together. But this will be the hallmark of every child of God in this place. I thank you and I give you praise that you are in our midst today. Working out your way that we may reach the goal that you have called us in Jesus name. Amen. In the book of Hebrews, we hear this exhortation by the writer of Hebrew. Now, what you and I have to know, there's a guy who lived in time past. And his name is he's one of the Christian historians. And his name was Tertullian. He's one guy who wrote a lot on the church. And Tertullian has this to say. Now, the Roman government at the day of Tertullian was amazed how the church was behaving. And what was the way the church was behaving? They were showing love to one another. The church was showing love to one another. They were very loyal to each other. So the Roman government sent spies to monitor the church and find out what is keeping them going. One of the spies they sent to monitor the Christian when saw the way they were meeting together in a room. And sometimes when you go, the room is filled. There's nothing there but only few people. And yet, the love they are showing to one another and the words they are talking about, they are talking about Jesus Christ and they are sharing eating together. So the spy went back to the Roman people and said, I found out something about this group of people. And what I found was the love that they shared together as a group. They were together and they were talking about one person, Jesus. And they never stopped talking about the love of Jesus for each other. And this is what is keeping the church. The church is a place where love must be demonstrated. That is the church. It is a place where love must be demonstrated. Hallelujah. So that is the essence of the church. So when Tertullian had said this and the people came, saw what was happening, they were amazed at the work that the church was doing. Now, what you and I have to know is that this audience we are talking about in Hebrew was an, a Jewish audience. The people we are talking were Jews who had become Christians. But for some reason, their love for the Lord was growing cold. They wanted to go back to the Jewish way of doing things. Now, everyone who is a Jew is a if worship or goes the lane or the line of Judaism. If we have several religions, 
Now, one of them, the oldest of all, that Christianity even emanates from is what we call Judaism. Judaism is a group that is a set now. It's, it's in Israel now. And you have Jews who are still worshipping in the way of Judaism. And so this group was the group that Christianity came out of. Now, they have become Christians. Now, Judaism observed the laws. They, ob- do, they observe sacrifices. And so they wanted to go back to the sacrifices of Judaism. And Paul is writing to encourage them that don't do that because if you have been converted to Christ, then you must remain in him. Hallelujah. So if you have come to know Jesus, you must remain in him. And he's trying to encourage them the reason why they must remain in Christ. And that are the three reasons we are going to look this morning. Three things that we are going to look at this morning. They meet regularly in the temple, as we read. They met regularly. That is why I say, do not forsake the assembling of the brethren. Brethren here means all of us. Hallelujah. So there is no this separation between woman and man. All of us. No separation between children. All of us must meet together. So they met regularly. And that is why he said, do not forsake the assembling of the brethren. In other words, there is a tendency for some of the people not coming to church. There was a tendency for some of them not meeting in the temple. There was a tendency for some of them not coming together to share fellowship together. And that is why Paul is encouraging them. That I know some of you may be forced. And the reason was this. In the time of the Jewish tradition, if you were Jewish and you change your Jewish background to become a Christian, you would lose your job. You would lose your job. It is not like today. Today we are free. You can be whoever and still have a job. But in the Jewish background, in that olden time, when you are a Christian, if you are Jewish and you become a Christian, you will be sacked from your job. Because the job was controlled by the Sadducees. They were the emplo- emplo- employment agency at the day. And so if you are a Christian and you are not worshipping in the Jewish way, in Judaism, they will sack you from your job. So you not have job to do. You will be home. And that is why they said they came together and shared love together. In other words, they shared everything in common. And I think that was the same practice in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. When the believers came together and shared everything together in one oneness. And that is the same import here. So Paul is encouraging them. Because of the standard they have placed before you guys, you guys must come together and not forsake the assembling of the brethren. Do not forsake the assembly of the brethren. There is power connected to the church and there's power connected to what we call fellowship. Hallelujah. So when we meet together like this, there is power that generates among us. There is the presence of God here. As we meet together here, we are not just meeting in a room. We are meeting as children of God and the presence of God is with us. Hallelujah. So they met regularly. In other words, perhaps there was a pressure from Judaism, pressure from family. 
there are people whose family, I know people whose family don't want them to go to church. I know of a lady who got married. And the gentleman said he doesn't want the lady to go to church any longer. But meanwhile, the guy met the lady while she was in church. She met the lady going to church. But yet, when he married the guy, he said, no, he wouldn't want the guy to go to, the lady to go to church any longer. It's a pressure. And some of us, we go through this pressure. Some of us, we go through the pressure of a husband not to come to church. But the scripture is saying that do not forsake the assembling of the brethren. Do not forsake it. And that is very important. So they never forsake the assembling of the brethren. They live together as one people and the Lord bless them. So verse 22. Let us draw near with true heart. True heart. Let us draw near now with what? True heart. True heart. Draw near with true heart. Let your heart be pure. Let your heart be clean. Consecrate yourself. Draw near to the Lord with a heart that is true so that you would have the fullness of the assurance of your faith. You have the assurance of your faith. Draw near. Draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. You see, when you come to church, you must have something upon your heart. You must have some joy within you. You must have some excitement around you. Because when you come to church, you cannot come to church with the same burden you came from the house. And just still go with the same burden to the house. Hallelujah. Something must leave your shoulders. Hallelujah. So either through the songs we are singing here, or either through the message that is coming here, or even either through somebody you admire in church, must give you the joy to lift up the burden on your shoulders. Hallelujah. So you must draw near in full assurance of your faith. Believe God. Trust God. That as we come together like this, God can do something in your life. As we come together like this, God can make a way for you. As we come together like this, and that is why he said, synergy is created when we are together. When there is togetherness, when the church, the people are coming in their numbers for prayer meetings, we are praying as a church and we are lifting prayer every Friday in this place and we are talking to God. There is a synergy created in this place and the power of God comes in our midst. You know why? Because the scripture says when the disciples met at the upper room and they were praying, the Holy Spirit came and dwelt upon them. How I pray that the Spirit of God will dwell upon our lives. I say how I pray that the Spirit of God will dwell upon our lives. That when we come together, there will be power here. I, I, I see that when we come together in prayer, some will have the gift of prophecy. Some will have the gift of praying in tongues. Some will have the gift of discernment. Some will have the gift of compassion. People will begin to be excited. So when you come to church, you'll not be frowning your face. You'll not be angry even at your own life. But you'll smile at somebody and say, you are very good. You will smile at somebody and say, you are in the very image of God. I love you for who you are. You will say to somebody that, I love you, sister in the Lord. And when you come to church, because you are coming with the full assurance of faith, you will not be hurt when somebody step on your toes. 
You will not be hurt at all. Because First Peter 4 tells us love covers multitude of sins. So when I have love in me, and you see, I tell people that your love for Jesus is the same love you demonstrate to your brother. The, your love for me will determine how much you love Jesus. So if you don't have love for Jesus, you will treat pastor anyhow. If you don't have love for Jesus, you will treat the neighbor anyhow. But when I have love for Jesus, when my neighbor even hurts me, I know how to treat my neighbor. I know how to treat that neighbor of mine. If my wife, and even if I have love, and I tell, I was telling some couples recently that look, the reason why we marriage couples are not able to live happily in our marriage is that we treat each other anyhow. Do you get it? We treat each other anyhow. Come on, be a bit romantic, Honey, is my food ready? Is that not better? Is, is that not better? So why would you want to do this? this voice. announce Good. That's the best response. It's because you came not with a good voice. You are not making the woman feel that she is cherished. You don't make her feel that the food she cooked, she took time to prepare the food. She took time and pain to go to the kitchen and prepare the food. You're only thinking of coming to eat, but you never have thought of the pain she had to go through preparing that one meal for you. And that is why you children, when your mom prepares food for you and you don't eat, you must be beaten in the house. Because you don't know how it is to cook. And when your mom, I, I hate children when they cook and they give to them, I will not eat, I will not eat. I will give you a knock and you never forget in your life. Yes. Because it took time and pain for my wife to cook. So you cannot come and tell me I'm gonna eat and yes, son, I'm gonna eat. Hey, hey, so I saw a new and then you better money, you better chin up Nico Biamano. Praise the Lord. And 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 we must have that assurance of faith. Draw near. In other words, if I love Jesus the more, I will love my neighbor the more. For some of you, the reason you show Kankwe face to people is because you don't have love in you. To the bass or the beer when you must say, Yeah, the coffee is ah, it's what bad they be when you move back over your own. Come on, change Tell your friend, change. Oh, tell him, change. Ah, I, I told you about the, 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 my experience at the, the hotel. I went to a place and the lady. The, sm the facial smile of the lady, I thought she loved me. Oh, you, 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 Lady, he said, yeah, you fresh your smile. They sing, you know, Gusu, Kama, Kama. 
or three, come on, come on. When I saw, I said, yeah, ready. You know, and as I know, you mesmerize the person. Yeah, look at them, look at them. <laughs> you know, and that is what the church is meant for. We must mesmerize our world. You must mesmerize your world. You must mesmerize your community. You must mesmerize your workplace. When people come to your office, your officious man must give a record of you. The reason why they are not promoting is that you don't smile. But from today, smile. You get a promotion. Hallelujah. When you love Jesus, eh? Udwe radia. Eh? Udwe radia. Menka Sunday, I saw you. Because what do you ready now? What kind of them? Now what nancy now? Quite sure, eh? It would be a the idea be a new time be more because you don't want anything to disturb your peace with God. Into who could cry? You be on your stop on the same me am your stop on ya. What do you done a chreno? Eh? I tell women. When you have a stubborn husband, don't men want respect. Men want to be respected. That that's that's the nature of men. We want to be respected. It is a wukasa anyhow to your husband. He would always be talking to you anyhow from time to time. But if you show respect to your husband and you are connected to the Lord, drawing near to the Lord with that full heart, a heart that is full, a true heart. What it means is that even when that man is being stubborn, just go to God in prayer. We married in the Lord and therefore we must bring every problem in the marriage to God. That's the first thing. You marry in the Lord and therefore when you have problems, you bring it to God. You don't go to people to solve the problem. Praise the Lord. So when you love God the more and you are bringing your husband before the Lord, God has a way of turning that stubborn heart to be a good person. So that this stubborn heart will now begin to love you the more. So you'll be there, then the man will come across here, and then you'll be there, and 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 you'll be Exchange words with your husband. And if you do that, you are pushing the man away. So, draw near with a good, a true heart and the full assurance of faith. 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Hold on to the confession of your hope. Hallelujah. There is hope for everything that we are doing. Hallelujah. There's hope for every relationship here. Hallelujah. No matter how the relationship has got into, there is hope for it. Hallelujah. There is hope for you. There's hope for everyone here. Eh? I tell people, for some of us, I, I, we never thought God would bring us this far. We never thought we could even also have a wife. We never thought we would have a wife to marry. We never thought. 
because no role model of a father, no role model of a mother, you know, you live your life anyhow and go your way. There are so many deficiencies. But out of grace, God gives us what we want. And that is why I came to tell every woman who have not married yet, been married yet, that there is that open door for you. I declare upon every woman who is not married yet that you will marry. No, you don't believe what I said. I said you will marry. I declare that this year may God give you godly husbands. Godly men should come your way. Men of great value should come your way this year. So hold on to your confession of faith. Hold on. Don't leave your confession of faith. Always pronounce it. Always declaring your confession of faith. Don't let it waver. Hmm? Don't let it waver. Hold on. If you haven't gotten a job, and I declare that every man here will have a job to do. Every woman here will have a job to do. So hold on the confession of faith. Don't waver. Don't waver. Don't let your faith waver. God will do it. Hallelujah. I say God will do what? Will do it. Now, God is the one who gave me marriage. And therefore, every resources I need in the marriage, God is the one who must provide it. I'm telling you. You see, the reason is because we have left God and we are now living on our own. And we are doing things our own way. But it's not helping. It's not helping. But if we trust God, if we draw near to God in with a true heart, with the assurance of our faith, and we are holding fast our confession, and our faith is not wavering, whatsoever you shall desire, he will bring it to pass. Whatsoever you shall desire, he will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. And so that is why I have faith in God. That he will do it for you. It may take two years, but he will do it. No, your, your marriage is going to be a grand star. Uh, your marriage is going to be a grand star. Praise the Lord. And for those of you who are married, God is going to spice your marriage. Uh, they are not saying amen. I, I say many, I hear out. I said, God will spice your marriage. Sister, we are amen. Hallelujah. God will spice our marriage. Hallelujah. God will spice our marriage. God will put ingredients in the pot. For some of us, God is going to change us 2021. This year, I've determined that I will lavish love upon my wife. That's me. I'm going to lavish love. Master. It's one, one way. One way. So, you see, women are so tender. They are like egg. 
Have you heard the story of Humpty Dumpty? Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty sat on the great wall. And the people told Humpty Dumpty, get up from the wall. He said, no, I will not get up. I'll continue to remain there. And Humpty Dumpty had the greatest fall of his life. And all the kings and the queens and the people in the land could not help Humpty Dumpty. Who is Humpty Dumpty? Egg. All the stories about an egg. Your wife, the woman seated next to you, is like an egg. If she fell down today, she crack, break, fall, and you can't do anything again. And that is why every man in this house must begin to cherish your wife, even if she's stubborn. Even if she's not lovable, you must begin to love them and cherish them. Shower love upon your wife. I don't have permission, but I'll say it. There's a, a WhatsApp message. And then I saw my wife on. He said, what you give to the woman is what you receive. So if you give love, you receive love. If you give bootings, you receive bootings. Whatever you give, you receive. So let us give love and so that we receive love in return. In other words, if you are a church member, you must give love to people and receive love in return. If you don't treat people well in the church, they will also not treat you well. And don't expect to have a different treatment when you are not doing the same to people. Is that true? It's just like the law of karma. What goes wrong? So please, let's try and do that. Love is love. So let us hold on the confession of the last one, then I'm done. The last one. He says, let us consider one another. Verse 24. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Praise the Lord. Let us consider one another and then to stir up love and what? And good works. And that's what I'm going to end on. Consider one another. Look. Give respect to one another. Hmm? Consider one another. Don't be proud. There are some men who they feel that when they marry a woman, they, they are better off than the woman. I don't know. And there are women who also think same. So they think that they are, they've even done the man some good for marrying them. It is not true. It's, it's not biblical. Hallelujah. Consider one another. And when you consider one another, in, why are we considering one another? To stir up love and good works. So we must serve as a conduit of encouragement to one another. 
Encourage your partner. Encourage your wife. Encourage your husband. Encourage whatever they are doing. Support them. Be there for them. In other words, we must do the same in the church. We must support one another. We must be able to help one another to grow. So that all the good works we are doing, God will see and reward us for it. We must do that. We must stir up. Love must be stirred because love, it is not, love, love doesn't come easy. That's why the commandment, this is a new commandment I gave you that you must love one another. So love is not just emotions. It's not the feeling of today I love, I, I don't love tomorrow. No, 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 no. That's not love. Love is a command God gives to us. We must love one another. And it's the new commandment I'm giving you that you must love one another. Stay one another up in love. In other words, demonstrate love to one another when you see them. Hallelujah. Love people. Treat people well. Treat people with kindness. Treat people with patience. And once you do that, the reason you are doing this is because the good works must come out. The reason why the unbelieving word will not follow us is because they are not seeing our good works. And it is about time we demonstrate the love. And if we are loving people well, the unbelieving word will have no reason to follow us to church because they will see the works of our love. Story and I'll close. There is a, a woman, a grand woman, an old woman who loves la- life. And she always normally polish her toe. And uh, she was having arthritis. And so she couldn't polish the toe any longer. And then the man, the, uh, the husband, was the one doing And this man also had arthritis himself. There's a young boy who had lived with them, their grandson. So the boy went to school and they, asked, they were asking about love. And then they asked, what is the definition of love? And the boy lifted up his hands and said, the definition of love is that grandpa has arthritis. Grandmother has arthritis. Grandmother is not able to polish her toe. But all the time, grandpa polished the toe for grandma. And that is love. Love is taking the pain. Even though you all share the same pain. But one of you taking the pain to say, I will sacrifice my love for the sake of unity. For the sake of peace. For the sake of harmony. That is what love is all about. And that is what I want to leave with you this morning. Take the pain to sacrifice to serve. Take the pain to show compassion even though you don't have it. This morning you may not have all the money. But there is somebody among us who would need a lunch of 10 cities. Would you be able to do that? And that is a demonstration of love. Even though you don't have, you want to see that somebody has it so that the person can live on with life. This is what I came to tell you. Let your life be an evaluation of love. Don't expect to be loved, but expect to give love to people. And the more love you give, the more love you shall receive. Close your eyes. Father, 
I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, just lift up your voice. May God give you love. Not forsaking the assembling of the brethren. Not forsaking the assembling of the brethren. That the Lord will draw us near with a true heart. Full of the assurance of our faith. Holding on to the confession of our faith. That will not waver. That the Lord will help us consider one another. And stir us up in love and good works. Lift up your voice and just talk to the Lord. Just talk to the Lord. In this few minutes, talk to him. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Talk to him. May I demonstrate love. Let my life be a life of love. Let my life be a life of love to people around me, Lord. Help me, Father. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Help us yield to your word. And we will love. We'll show love to people. We'll show compassion to people. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for the grace you have given to us, Lord, to come before your presence. We commit each one of us into your hands this morning. That Lord, we pray, just like the church in Hebrews, we are praying that, Father, you will help us not to forsake the assembling of the brethren. We will see the importance of fellowship to come together, to worship all the time. And Father, not just to worship, but we pray that, Lord, may you help us to come before you with a true heart, full of the assurance of faith. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will stir us up in your love unto good works. We want to thank you, Lord, that we will leave here today for full in our heart that I'm going to be a person of love to the dying world around me. We thank you for the work of Christ on the cross. Love covers multitude of sin. Help us that we will show love that we know how to appreciate one another. We want to thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put...